Welcome to episode 89 of the Mayberry Devotional, entitled, Blessed for Believing the Truth. Today I'll be looking at season 3, episode 22 of the Andy Griffith Show, The Great Filling Station Robbery, and I'll also be looking at scripture from Matthew chapter 5, verse 11. In the beginning of today's episode, we see Barney is in the courthouse, placing a speaker in one of the jail cells, when Andy and Opie come in, unbeknownst to Barney. Andy scares Barney by using the intercom portion of it while Barney is standing right in front of the speaker. Barney then comes out and explains to Andy the purpose of the intercom system. Barney's wanted to modernize the courthouse by using some electronal marvels, and Barney uses Opie to give a demonstration of how the intercom system works. Unfortunately, it requires Barney having to hold Opie up to the speaker within just a couple inches of it. So Barney's idea of eavesdropping on the prisoners, well, it might not work out as well as he hoped. Andy lets Barney continue to fool around with the intercom system as he takes the squad car down to Wally to have a new carburetor put on it. Andy finds out from Gomer that Wally isn't there as he's gone for the week, and we see that Gomer is just there to give customers oil and gas, and water and air. Water and air are free. They don't make a charge for those. While at the garage, we also learn that the Hanson brothers are parking their car in Wally's garage for the week. While Gomer's checking the boys' car for water and air, Mr. Carter comes by with a young man, Jimmy Morgan. Mr. Carter had hired Jimmy to make deliveries per Andy's request, and later Mr. Carter found that he was stealing a battery from Mr. Carter. Jimmy explains that he borrowed the battery to use it for a starter motor that he had built. And he accidentally dropped it. As Andy is talking with Mr. Carter, Jimmy starts talking to Gomer about the carburetor that Andy had brought down. Andy gets the idea to have Jimmy work at the garage to help with some of the repair work, and he can pay Mr. Carter back for the battery from the money he makes at the garage. The next scene changes to the courthouse, with Barney calling Juanita over at the diner with the famous cock-a-doodle-doo scene. Andy is able to come in quietly and surprise Barney, and of course embarrass him as he does so many times. Next, we see Gomer come into the courthouse to report that, to Andy that some of Wally's tools were missing this morning. Andy, Gomer, and Barney go to the filling station, and they see that the door wasn't tampered with, as if somebody broke in. Barney seems to think that's Jimmy, but Andy isn't quite sure yet. Barney sets up a camera in the filling station and attaches the shutter to the front door, so when somebody comes in the door, it'll take the picture. Later that night, Barney sets up a stakeout at Wally's, hoping to catch whoever it is that's stealing things. Gomer stops by as Barney's outside. We get a glimpse of the inside of the filling station as we see it's one of the handsome brothers who was hiding inside of the car that was parked inside the garage. The next morning, Gomer gives Andy a list of things that have gone missing while Barney was outside. Since there were no signs of someone breaking in, they think that someone had to come through the front door, and Barney again zeroes in on the thief being Jimmy. As Andy goes to pick up Jimmy, Barney remembers his camera, and he takes the camera with the film to the drugstore to get the film developed. Back at the courthouse, Andy is questioning Jimmy about the missing items, while Barney is looking out the window. Gomer returns to the courthouse with a picture of the criminal, which ends up being Barney as he entered the filling station the day before. While Barney suffers a little embarrassment, we see that Jimmy's left the courthouse, which further seems to implicate Jimmy of the crime. Later that evening, after looking for Jimmy, Gomer calls down to the courthouse to report someone is at the filling station again. At the filling station, Barney and Andy find Jimmy attaching a wire to the cash register, and they think he's going to blow it up. When they confront Jimmy outside, they suddenly hear somebody scream inside and find one of the Hanson brothers has been shocked as the cash register is hooked up to the batteries. 
They also find the trunk of the car open, showing how the handsome brothers have been stealing from Wally all this time. The epilogue has Barney back at the courthouse calling the Bluebird Diner again and serenading Juanita with a poem that he wrote. And, of course, Andy again comes in to hear the lovely poem and joins in, thus aggravating Barney once more. The scripture I want to look at today comes from Matthew chapter 5, verse 11. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. This Bible verse comes from Jesus' teachings and is commonly what we refer to as the Beatitudes. In the first, right before this one, we read where Jesus said there will be all those who are persecuted for their righteousness. Being righteous has nothing to do with our own works or our own acts, but is the idea of being right before God, and the only way we can do that is by trusting His Son, Jesus Christ, and following Him. And by doing this, Christ tells us that we will be persecuted for this. Here in verse 11, he continues with this idea and says that there will be some who will persecute you falsely because of our faith in him. Now, he doesn't say if they persecute you, but he says when. In today's society, it seems that everyone wants to be tolerant of every other religion, but when Christians express their beliefs, many times we're attacked for not being tolerant of other people. When in reality, we're just expressing what we believe in. People will turn what we say, they'll they'll turn it around, and they try to attack us. But in the end, Christ says that we will be blessed because of those who falsely accuse us. After Jamie starts working at the filling station, things start to disappear, and it does seem suspicious that it didn't start until after Jimmy began working there. When the things go missing at first, Jimmy isn't told what's missing, as Andy thinks it's still curious about the theft. When Barney figures out that Jimmy has a key to the filling station, he automatically thinks it's Jimmy. After the second night of thefts, Andy brings Jimmy in for questioning, and Barney assures Jimmy, even believes that he has a picture of the thief to prove it's Jimmy, which, of course, ends up being a picture of Barney. After Jimmy sneaks out of the courthouse, suspicion heavily turns toward Jimmy as a thief. When Andy and Barney catch Jimmy hooking up some wires to the cash register again, it's extremely evident they think that Jimmy is the culprit. It's not until one of the Hanson brothers comes out of the trunk and gets shocked while attempting to open the cash register that Jimmy is cleared of any wrongdoing. Jimmy was being falsely accused throughout the whole episode of being the thief, and when he realized it in the end, he had to do whatever he could to clear himself. Now, I'm not sure how you are, but if I get accused of something falsely, typically I get offended by it, and I try to defend myself to prove that I didn't do it, at least what I'm accused of. I want to look at two or three different categories of people when it comes to being falsely accused. The first type is the person who accuses you falsely based on something they've heard of or something they thought they knew, but in the end, they change their opinion with proof. The second and third, they're kind of similar people. You see, the second type is somebody who falsely accuses, and because of a a preconceived belief about you, they'll never believe you no, no matter what kind of proof you have. The last person is the one who accuses you falsely. They know it's not true, and but they're just doing it just to cause trouble. I was falsely accused of being the ugliest member of my family one time. It took me some, some doing, but I finally found somebody uglier than me, so I was able to correct that accusation. I'm not going to mention which family member it was, because you know, I don't want to hurt my sister's feelings in case she's listening. I think there are people out there that just want to accuse us of every little thing they can, hoping that one day... You know, something will stick because of it. And I know the devil accuses us of sins, 
the ones that we do commit, and some that we don't, just because he wants to cause trouble. In the book of Revelation, the devil is referred to as the accuser of the brethren. That's from Revelation 12.10. Jimmy is falsely accused, but he was able to clear his name. Many times we're falsely accused, and we are able to prove ourselves. Whether or not the accuser believes us or not is another story. And as John writes in the book of Revelation, the devil accuses us before God both day and night. Jesus tells us that we will be falsely accused based on our beliefs in him. I think that many accusations will be based on a partial truth, but twisted around to make us look bad. Many times, Christians are falsely accused of hating others just because we don't agree with somebody else's beliefs or with their opinions. The devil will do all that he can to take our belief in God and twist it to make it look like something different. When he does, we need to be able to defend the truth of our beliefs and know that God says that we are blessed. We are blessed by God for believing the truth, and it's evident because of the lies that the devil spreads about us. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Mayberry Devotional. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast, leave me a rating or a comment. I'd appreciate it. I hope you join me next week as we'll be looking at Season 3, Episode 23, Andy Discovers America. And until then, thanks for listening.